0: Hey guys, Stephanie here. Um, Just before we start the episode, I wanted to say a few things. One, the podcast is called Drunk Art Chat, and unfortunately we went past our limit, so this episode's gonna reflect that. We do manage to stay on track of things, but... We don't really get to that art aspect of drag, which is unfortunate. But we still wanted to post this episode since it is Pride Month. So we hope you enjoy that part of it. We definitely get a little too caught up with RuPaul's Drag Race and the Bully Brothers' Dragula. And because we are so out of it, which you can tell right away... We don't really go into depth about either of the TV series nor the history of drag. Maybe just like a little bit of it. So when we say challenges and um, certain things in RuPaul's Drag Race, um, we don't really explain it. Um, The challenges are acting or like fashion challenges. There's one point where we talk about um, Club Kids Challenge and... What we meant by that was the contestants had to dress up as club kids and club kids wear. And when we talked about the Dragula challenge, um, with the filth, horror, and glamour aspect of it, the contestants had to embody those elements. So, sorry about that. Um, We definitely plan on doing another episode where we're less drunk, but I mean it is called Drunk Art Chat, and um we hope you still like this episode. Uh thanks for listening. Hello, I'm Cameron Penemone. and I'm Stephanie Ledesma, and this is Drunk, Drunk Art, Art Chat. Chat.
1: poopy poopy face i love poopy face anyway
0: anyway (laughs) what are we talking about today stephanie we are gonna talk about drag is drag art and the art of drag
1: (laughs) yeah um i have a few very straightforward questions that We thought maybe we can just ask each other um, to give it a sort of streamlined feel. Uh, Before we do that, uh, shall we describe what drinks we are consuming?
0: Yes, we (laughs) can. Well, you should should describe yours first. Guess
1: what I'm having.
0: Oh, I wonder. (laughs) Could it be? Could it be? Another
1: whiskey sour? It
0: looks really good, though.
1: I did it much better this time. Cause I learned a few things since the last time I made it.
0: I also put an egg white in it. Yum! So hooray! I am drinking a, uh, crack and spice rum, with a, uh, cherry Coca Cola. Mm. That seems to be the theme here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, we both have some, mm. Angry Orchard hard ciders, rose flavor on the side because mm-hmm. we are kind of obsessed with that.
1: Yeah. Sorry, I put an ice cube in my mouth. It <laughs> was a very dumb thing to have done.
0: So yeah, we are going to be talking about drag. Um, with the rise of RuPaul's Drag Race mm-hmm. and now the Boulay Brothers, mm-hmm. um, drag has become quite popular. Um, I remember back way back when when it wasn't, and I was totally into it. Mm-hmm. So it's really surprising not to sound like a hipster. Like <laughs> I liked this before it was popular.
1: Well, that's actually a great thing to start off because that was the first question I had um, was why are we drawn to drag and how did you first even find out about it? If you can remember.
0: I think I can remember. I think I was young. I I had to be a kid or maybe like in between like 11, 12 um, age range. Um, My first exposure to drag queens was Jackie Beat, mm. who is not very well known. Um I mean she is known in the LGBTQ plus mm-hmm. um, community, but I feel like, you know, for the young the children these days, mm. uh, that only know drag queens through uh RuPaul's drag race, they they don't know who she is. Mm-hmm. But um yeah I was exposed to her, loved her and Got really obsessed with drag queens. I still am. Like, oh, God, I don't mean to, like, you know, fetishize them mm-hmm. in any way. But, like, the idea of drag. Like, I really enjoy the idea of drag. And um, I am guilty. I do watch RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> I do, too. Um,
1: yeah, I I am someone who came to it later. Very late <laughs> in my life. Not and that's the, okay. Yeah, not that... I like didn't know but I guess everybody kind of understands what it is. I always knew what it was, but you know, I my I had friends throughout. Do you when, when did the first season of Drag Race happen? Was oh it 2007? man, that happened.
0: It happened. yeah, maybe two thousand seven. Um
1: right now. I'm just trying to think because I'm when when all my friends were like trying to get me to watch it, and I just didn't think.
0: I would be in 2009 was when the first season came out. I see.
1: I don't know. It's just, I, at the time, I didn't watch any like competition reality shows at all. So it was like, I'm not into that like any, in any sense. So I didn't really start watching it. And then I, I did start watching it when I met Stephanie. because did
0: I convince you yeah you were
1: like ah I want someone to talk to about it you would love it (laughs) and at that point I had definitely delved into all sorts of different types of shows and it actually to me it actually feels very similar to stuff like project one way one way did I say that weird runway (laughs) one way project one direction (laughs) that would be I would not watch that show no I would Um, not either uh and you know stuff like that I, I definitely love the aspect of that they make stuff and it's that's really what it is um so my first season i'm not i'm not good with the numbers i don't really remember what number season just tell me and i'll probably know You'll probably know <laughs> because my one of my favorite people on there that i really liked right away was thorgy so that's whatever season eight season eight all right so i guess i was like couple years what year would that have been i can't do math
0: <laughs> I, I have the wikipedia page Ooh. open Ooh, i'm um, just
1: curious because i'm like
0: season eight was 2016
1: oh that's not that long ago yeah. at all At all. wow so yeah I, I started watching it at that point um and then as far as like why i feel really drawn to it well it's like i said like everything is it feels very art artful <laughs> like just as as and to see the sort of I understand that it's a competition show and everything is on a time crunch, but you do still get the sense of, like, behind the scenes, everything with it and how they're making everything.
0: Other than RuPaul's Drag Race, have you had any other exposure to drag?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, you are also the the person who told me to watch uh, Dragula, and <laughs> I actually think I like that a little bit more. I do, too. Yeah, because, I mean, you you had said that that you maybe were a little bit more into that. Um, it's, it's very different. I like kind of the no rules sort of aspect about it as well.
0: Um, I think it's more for, for me. And maybe this is a polarizing here opinion. Here it is. Here <laughs> it is. <70's> polarizing opinion <laughs> corner. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like Dragula better than RuPaul's Drag Race since we're talking about television. Um, we'll get down to actual drag in a bit. Um, It's more true to the form of actual Mm. drag, Mm -hmm. and not like uh, this—you know, this televised like you have to be cookie cutter drag Mm -hmm. queen that RuPaul's Drag Race kind of does.
1: It's funny because like after a season of. Which I have to admit, I I only watched all the way through the first season, no second season of Dracula. Oh, you haven't seen the first one yet. So? I saw the first episode. Oh, yeah, I still need to watch So good. I know. Now my excuse is more just like I'm watching a lot of shows, and I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, how am I ever gonna do anything? But someday. Um. But what I was gonna say is that like after you finish a season, or at least for me, after I finish a season of Dracula, I'm like, I don't really want to watch RuPaul, like because then it's it feels so. I mean, it's weird to say this, I guess, but it's it's a lot more polished on RuPaul. It's
0: it's like very glam focused, I guess. They want you to be fishy. They want you to be a fishy queen on RuPaul's Drag Race, <laughs> I feel like. Um, mm-hmm. they want you to fit some certain kind of mold. Sure.
1: But I but then I do watch it and
0: I am glad because I do like a lot of the people on it. But me too. You know. It's just it's frustrating because, you know, you don't see There's a lot of bearded queens that I like Mm -hmm. outside of RuPaul's Drag Race, um, but you would never see that on RuPaul's Drag Race. I I think that would be like...
1: Yeah, I don't think they would let it happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. I mean, obviously, if you are listening to this, perhaps you have some interest in the drag scene. You probably know all about the controversial stuff that has been floating around. You know RuPaul's Drag Race, especially as of late, with, with the, the transgender comments about yeah transgender people can they go on Drag Race? Can women be under it? Like all sorts of stuff, and the fact that he has said no because this is different from what I'm trying to blah 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 whatever. But
0: that's bullshit because yeah. some of the first drag queens in the club scene aspect, um, like what you see in RuPaul's Drag Race. Were transgender people, mm-hmm. so that's like so fucked up. Like I feel like transgender people did start drag, the drag that you most people are familiar with, the um mm-hmm. the night club night scene kind of drag. Um, transgender people kind of were the pioneers of it. Mm-hmm. So I think it's kind of bullshit for like RuPaul to be like, you know, if you have tits, like mm-hmm. you can't be on the show because that mm-hmm. was the comment he made about Peppermint. Um, was oh, right. the fact that Peppermint didn't have breast yet um and that's why it was okay for her to be on the show and it's just like dude do some research <laughs> but I, I understand everyone's learning like yeah. so people are kind of forgiving him like you know he apologized blah, blah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but um yeah I just it's kind of bullshit
1: <laughs> it is it's, it's so strange it's so funny that even people who are like that much that deep in the community still <clears throat> like, fuck up in that way,
0: you know? But, I love RuPaul, but he is pretty problematic. Oh, sure. Yeah. Definitely. I shouldn't say I love him, because I could... I think... It wouldn't be upset if, like, people were just like, let's Mm -hmm. not
1: talk about RuPaul anymore. Yeah. Well, yeah, like,
0: I mean, I respect.
1: Like, he has definitely... I feel like, you know, that show... It's not just him doing the show. But, like, it's... It's certainly opened people's It it's made it more accessible, is what I'm trying to say, I think. But I don't but that's know. That's the I, nice
0: thing about that show. Yeah. It is.
1: Um, like, I don't know if, if I was trying to, if, if I knew somebody who was like, oh, I don't know about drag, I'm not sure, but if I would show them Dragula first, because that's, it can be really intense sometimes. Like, it literally makes me kind of nervous to watch it sometimes, because they do really, <laughs> cr- like,
0: banana stuff on that show actually speaking of Dragula versus RuPaul's Drag Race um I mean Disasterina was on season Mm -hmm. two and she is a straight queer man Mm -hmm. in real life and that's amazing because I don't think RuPaul's Drag Race would let someone that falls into Mm -hmm. that description be on the show yeah, I mean, if RuPaul has an issue with transgender people, he probably is just like, "No, we don't need no straight. straight people." Yeah, no straight queer people, no bio queens. I, mm-hmm. I think actually, um, there is no criteria of being a gay cis man mm. on Dracula. I think a bio queen could probably compete, mm-hmm. um, in that competition.
1: Yeah. It's interesting to me. I feel like, and I don't know if this is true because I'm not a drag historian, but like it seems like it, the Dracula actually seems to take more from from what I've seen of it, like the club kid scene. Oh yeah, definitely. Seems like yeah, Um, which I like because in everything I know, as far as what I know about club kid stuff, is that shit is really out there, creative. I love club kids yeah no i love it too i think that's the kind of stuff i would actually love to see more of in ne- what is now becoming like the mainstream
0: i would like to see that that would be amazing if we could see that but um rupaul's drag race did do um a club kids um challenge mm-hmm. uh, i think it was season it was season nine yeah i remember, I remember that season nine because that, that was the only the-
1: time they ever did that
0: That that was Seems crazy um world of wonder uh, which produces, I think, RuPaul's Drag Race and mm-hmm. like is a- affiliated with Logo, and and I'm not well, sure what else it is, but they do have a segment called... Um, it's with James St. James, mm-hmm. um, who was our original club kid, mm-hmm. just so you know. History lesson right here. <laughs> um, if you ever go to the YouTube channel World of Wonder, there is a... I think it's weekly... Uh, James St. James um, does this thing where he lets well-known drag queens of today paint his face. But that mm-hmm. he is our original club kid. Yeah. History lesson right there.
1: Yeah. You can go watch, um, what's it called? Party Monster?
0: Party Monster, yeah. He, it's based it. off the book. It's based off his book. Mm-hmm. Uh, James St. James wrote a book. Um, I think it was Blood on the Dance Floor or mm-hmm. something like that. Um, and it became the movie Party Monster. Yeah. Um. Which is more drag for you, if you're yes. curious of the <laughs> history of
1: drag. A couple other things. Um, I was reading, uh, a, a very good Time Magazine article. <laughs> um, a man by the name of Joe E. Jeffries, uh, who is a drag historian. And he had some really good quotes about drag, and I thought were really interesting. Um... I'm going to read this one because, and this is from that article, you can look it up. It's just on Time Magazine's website. Uh, It says, Drag in the queer community appeals directly to them and hasn't been visible to a wider audience until recently. Mainstream drag relies on a different set of tropes and has an audience that finds a man dressed as a woman to be inherently funny, which is not the same for drag in the gay community. I thought that was kind of interesting, and it sort of articulates, at least for me, like, the idea that, like, drag is becoming more accessible, yes, but I feel like there's also this barrier people have for with it still. Um, I would say primarily, like, conservative people, you of know? Of course. <laughs> um, and why I don't think everybody really respects it for the art form that it is they think it's just a dude dressing up or whatever um i don't know i just thought that was an interesting quote and it got me thinking about that
0: i'm I'm a lot of it (laughs) already i'm gonna be be honest
1: okay how about we jump into a different question i wrote down doesn't it have to be in order you can look at
0: it Why do you think it's... I feel like this goes with what we're talking about. Mm. Why do you think it's picking up steam in the mainstream? I have no idea, to be honest. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's interesting because I I forgot what interview I was listening to or watching. um. But one drag queen comment how, like, drag queens are the new rock stars. Mm. And they mm. completely are. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no. And it's interesting because, like, people... They're doing fan art of them, mm-hmm. you know. It it inspires a lot of people to go into drag. Yeah, it definitely there's such major influencers all of a sudden. It's really kind of cool to see it. Part of me thinks that it might be more and more people are coming to terms with the fact that gender and sexuality, all that stuff lives on the spectrums and it's not a set thing, you know. And also, there are certainly people who are not coming to terms with that and not agreeing with it, which, whatever, but, I don't know, I think that things are becoming a little bit more, something has broken open yeah. in society, which is interesting to watch.
0: I do think um, our generation and the next generation after us is more open-minded about, you know, um, gender and sexuality, mm-hmm. and, you know, before you couldn't find help for that kind of stuff right like there were were no like centers or places you could go yeah drag kind of helps people i don't want to say cope but like
1: well i can see that though like maybe expressing things that you can't you couldn't before express you know and also, it, you know, it's kind of interesting, too, because I think it, you can even boil it down to, like... And Ru- RuPaul himself says this a lot, so I don't want to sound like I'm parroting him. Go parroting for it. <laughs> squawk! Um, but, like, but I do believe in the idea that, like, kind of everything is sort of just, like silly and there's no really inherent meaning to anything even as an artist who I really enjoy metaphors and all that kind of stuff but that's because I personally do that's just what I enjoy but you know this like clothing like doesn't have uh, a brain it doesn't know what it is it can't think you know so we're the only ones who are projecting ideas onto that kind of stuff and I feel like people aren't starting to realize that more and more at least i mean i say that as somebody living in a like a like a multicultural city and you know
0: as <laughs> i as, think we're lucky
1: yeah i feel very lucky and as the um conservatives would say we're living in our bubble
0: um chicago, I like my bubble. <laughs> i like my bubble too chicago <laughs> is actually becoming the place now for drag queens mm. um if you watch rupaul's drag race um kim she lives here yeah um the vixen the vixen naomi smalls mm-hmm. layla mcqueen who oh, I didn't else know layla was from Chicago. she's, she's not she, she moved she's here. Okay. um she moved like after drag race mm-hmm. who else chanika rex um she's not on drag race but she's actually a pretty well-known drag mm-hmm. queen um lucy stole not on drag race well-known drag queen if you're into drag and into the chicago drag scene you mm-hmm. would know who these people are
1: i'll um, shout out someone i know oh who who who, who? i know Estelle shambles because i'm friends with them. oh yay <laughs> they also have a podcast i'm gonna i'm gonna plug it it's called horrified Ooh, yay, can't, where can you find it scary stuff um and soundcloud and itunes probably but definitely soundcloud yay okay anyway <laughs>
0: Uh, detox is moving here apparently. Damn, they're yeah, all so coming. They're do, all coming. Do you know
1: of any uh, Dracula people? Do they any of them live in Chicago?
0: No, I don't think so. I think mostly because Dragula is low production. I think they kind of do local.
1: Are they in California?
0: They're in California. Mm. Um, I know Bitch Puddin, who was the winner of season two, was from like, alert. Florida. <laughs> <laughs> oh come on! If you're listening to this, you already know.
1: Uh, I'll say something in the show notes. That's <laughs> no, okay. Spoiler alert. No, it's fine. Um, I yeah. wanted
0: to talk about that anyway because I'll never forget what she did. Bitch put in um, was the season season two's winner, mm-hmm. um, and I think she was from Florida. And pretty much gave mm. everything up to move, like to go to California to film.
1: Seems like really intense.
0: That's great. I mean, she deserved it. Yeah. Fucking... Do, you, do you want to talk about it? Now this is pure art, right here. This is God. this is the kind of art, like <laughs> performance art that I love. Yeah, and
1: I think we're thinking of the same thing. We I'm are assuming. thinking of
0: the same thing. Go go for it. Does it have to do with a mop bucket? Yeah. It does. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like I don't know. I don't think I even watched this all the way through. I saw what she was about to do, and then I closed my eyes because oh, I have a very <laughs> I have a very sensitive gag reflex. Um. <laughs> Um, bitch pudding for one of her. I don't even remember what the challenge. It wasn't the final challenge. No, it was it? the final it was challenge
0: because it was filth, um, glamour and right. uh, what's the last one? Filth, glamour and horror.
1: Horror probably. Yeah, I think that is, and um she came out as like a nasty janitor kind of person and then had a nasty mop bucket i think was really mopping the stage
0: and stuff it was already i think pretty gross water can i interject for a second when she came out as a as a janitor (laughs) it was like it wasn't like super femme nor Mm -hmm. was it super masculine either it was very very i don't know what the proper androgynous androgynous, and that was very nice and refreshing to see it's
1: actually really cool To me, as someone who kind of wants to just on a day to day basis present as androgynously, it's fun to see that as as something that's kind of put on stage and honored in that way. Even though the thing that she did. (laughs) Go for it, just describe it. She stuck her hand into the water and then pulled out like a hairball and then ate it. (laughs) Wait, did we explain that she had a mop bucket? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she was a janitor with a mop bucket. Yes. And And she. she mopped ate the floor her fucking shit that was really gross as someone who also mops
0: floors pretty re- frequently
1: <laughs> it's pretty gross
0: it was amazing it was so really incredible it, if you think i hate performance art watch that because i love that that is intense that's how all
1: performance art should be
0: <laughs> it made me gag it was really gross it was so it. good um <laughs> that's the nice thing about uh Boole brothers dragula is mm-hmm. um not only was Disasterina on it. Sorry to go back, Disasterina being a straight queer man mm-hmm. who's married to a woman. Um, you know they they accept weird shit like that. No. It's not like you know the snatch game or because not right. every drag queen does impersonation. I was say yeah. I, I think you know they'd be accepting of bio queens or you know, drag kings. That's the thing I want to touch on. Mm-hmm. Drag kings, you don't see that, and there's so many talented drag kings um but that's the nice thing about dragula it's it's not cookie cutter it's not you know there's no boundaries Mm -hmm. there's no limit to it
1: Mm -hmm. i agree i wish there was more drag
0: king stuff too because that i would i don't i know so very little about it the Uh. one well-known drag king is a land insider who uh resides in california he has tried out for Drag Race almost every season and has been rejected because they don't want Drag Queen Kings Drag Kings on the show. That's
1: yeah, which is I mean- bullshit. I I don't feel like you have to be a drag queen. Like I'm now that I'm saying that I was gonna say well it's only they only do challenges for queens, but that's not true. Like you can fit a king into any of those.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: It doesn't make bullshit. any sense. And um, so drag kings should do their own thing and have their own damn show.
0: Yeah. Well, the thing. So Landon Cider made a point that. It shouldn't be separated Mm -hmm. because they're doing the same fucking thing. Right? Yeah,
1: I'm just mad. I'm just
0: no, it's okay. I understand. Salty about it. They probably will do their own show, unfortunately, but it's the same fucking thing. Yeah. (laughs) So what are our thoughts? Let's let's bring it. Let's tie it in with our podcast. So we're (laughs) our we're we're our podcast. (laughs) We're just talking about what we want to talk about right now, but. What do we think about drag being an art form? Do we agree? Do we disagree? Because I think I agree. I completely agree. I came into this
1: totally biased. Of course it's an art form. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, everything. I mean, you can do it in a lot of different ways is the kind of incredible thing. Like it's its own medium, it feels like. It's very performative for sure obviously, but it's also, you know, it, it tends to require a lot of skill in terms of, you know, whether it's making your own garments or stylizing your own garments. And then for as popular as it is, there's still not a whole lot of resources that are specifically drag centric in like the mainstream. You can't go like you can go to a Target And you'd have to kind of figure it out yourself, but there's like lots of like website retailers, I think, that help drag queens and kings and stuff. But not there's not like a store you can pop into. Well, for
0: us, we're lucky actually. In Chicago and Boys Town, Mm -hmm. there are plenty of stores that, if you wanted to be, you know, start doing drag, it wouldn't be too hard. But yeah, you know, if you're from, I don't know, like Indiana, I don't know if that's yeah <laughs> from the south somewhere, or somewhere rural and conservative yes it yeah. would be harder um for sure but yeah there's um what am i thinking of beatniks there's so many places in chicago mm-hmm. boys town specifically where mm-hmm. if you want to start drag it, it wouldn't be too hard
1: there's a community for it it's all very it's very supported I think that's an easy
0: question. Maybe. <laughs> Do we think it's a, I think it's an art form. I mean, not yeah. only are you performing, you, you know, for some drag queens, if you're not the performing type with music, you know, you're, you're doing either stand up or you're hosting. Mm-hmm. That takes some skill. That's true. Um, doing the makeup. Oh my God. I already think makeup is a form of art, but like itself, doing yeah. makeup to make yourself look like something completely different. Mm-hmm. That is crazy, and you—we uh, all know that I prefer, you know, wh- what is it, craftsmanship over concept. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, there you go—you're making yourself and- look like someone, something else. It
1: is, and I think actually, even it's the best of both worlds because, like, you can have insanely high technical skills. Essentially, is what I'm trying to say, but also be very conceptual there's a lot of queens and kings who are like
0: high concept yes that's very (laughs) true there's a lot of um i mean the vixen does Mm -hmm. a lot of political stuff yeah you make it your totally your own thing it's really amazing and not only that you know not makeup not just makeup you know wigs Mm -hmm. um the pad and cinch in your waist like you are totally transforming into something else what specifically drag queen but you know drag king let's talk about that you're making yourself look you know if you're a petite woman Mm -hmm. you have to make yourself look like a man like Mm -hmm. so you have Mm -hmm. to know how to contour you have to know how to bind your chest Mm -hmm. you gotta make yourself look completely different yeah
1: and i mean and that and that's just one subset of it that's talking binary like drag essentially like, you can still be androgynous and go a little more yeah, funky. Yeah, I'm sorry. With it. I'm, I'm no, sorry. I didn't no, mean no, to no, just that. I'm just thinking about that because it's just something that is also included, which is really cool. Like,
0: And honestly, non binary drag, you would probably see that more. Um, you know, for kids who are only exposed to the TV mm-hmm. shows, you'd probably see that more in Dragula. Mm-hmm,
1: in mm-hmm. fact,
0: um, in season one, Ursula. Ursula Major. Mm. She she was pretty nine binary. Um, you know she had like a beard. nine binary, nine she binary. Nine binaries? Oh no, you caught me. Caught me. I've been catching Sorry. Cam all the time today. No, I just thought
1: that was fun. Nine I binary. Have nine, I'm not non-binary. I have nine binaries. Oh, no. It's very
0: different. please <laughs> oh, use that. No. Yes, you can. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Ursula Major is a drag queen who's pretty non-binary. Not (laughs) non-binary, non-binary. You know, she she has a beard. She Mm -hmm. shows her belly and, you know, she shows her tits. Mm -hmm. And you clearly can tell she's a man. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, she has makeup on. She's She's kind of a yeah, type of person. Yeah. Is that appropriate to say genderfuck? I think so. Okay, I'm not God
1: offended. Damn, okay. <laughs> I
0: don't know. If yeah, you're offended, a write to us
1: at DrunkArtChatPod Just, at Gmail. <laughs>
0: yeah, tell tell us how you hate my polarizing opinions <laughs> and <laughs> the fact that I'm not PC. Apparently.
1: Wow. Oh, wow, wow <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think
0: I'm pretty PC.
1: Um. Yeah. Well, it's good to be PC. Uh. That means call me out if
0: I'm not. Yeah. Politically, politically it. correct. It means politically. <laughs> it means politically correct oh we only had two drinks
1: (laughs) yes but it also means respecting other people anyway
0: going back to the first episode or the second episode when i called my dad an alien i didn't realize how not acceptable that was but i guess maybe me being mexican and korean and person of color was okay but sure. i'm sorry i'm um, sorry that i thought about that and i'm like oh ouch i yeah, don't like that
1: <laughs> um i mean you know it's i think people are allowed to uh essentially tell their story and their own narratives however they want to tell it in terms of what relates to them if you're a white person talking like that it's probably not appropriate but
0: I don't know what I'm saying anymore. No, it's okay. I cringed when I listened to it. So we listen to our own podcast, uh, by the yeah. way, obviously. To ha- well, we, we have, have to edit. <laughs> well, Kim does all the editing. Oh, God. Tangent, tangent, tangent. Okay. Should we go to a fake commercial? Yes, we should go to a fake commercial. Fake commercial, fake commercial, fake commercial, fake commercial, fake commercial.
1: We're going to do that from now on. Bye. It's summertime in Chicago, and that means hot weather. And if you're somewhere else that is also experiencing hot weather, then you probably know that it's time to start wearing some cooler clothing. But if you're like me, then you're still wearing the same shit that you wore all year round, which generally means you're probably pretty hot and uncomfortable. But there is still a solution for you, at least for your bottom half. And that solution is swamp pants. They are just like regular jeans, any old pair that you might get. They're a slightly baggy, don't really kind of fit well to your figure, but they are also pre-dampened. Yeah, you heard me. They're wet. They're wet jeans because they were going to get to that point anyway, so you might as well just buy them pre-wet. And with swamp jeans, you really don't have to worry about the, the fear of the fact that you can't change out of them. You just put them on and just live with it. They're already swampy and ready to go so they keep you feeling humid and uncomfortable as the day goes on if you go to www.swamppants.biz type in drunk art chat you'll get your first order 30% more swampy swamp pants try them out
0: okay are we recording we are back So I have to apologize really quick. Um, I said Blood on the Dance Floor for James St. James' um, book. That's a fucking band. (laughs) It's a screamo band.
1: (laughs) I've listened to them. That's why I
0: was like, oh, yeah, because I had recognized (laughs) it. (laughs) Um, The the book is actually Disco Bloodbath, which then became Party Monster. So there you go. There you go. The correct information.
1: This has been Stephanie's correction hour. Uh, Yeah, nope. Corner
0: correction corner. I like that correction Correction corner. corner. Yes. Look, look for that in the following podcast. Polarizing opinions. Correction corner.
1: (laughs) I like these segments. Um. So this other question I had written down is more of a personal thing. Kind of has nothing to do with like the history or what's happening with drag. Is would you ever consider doing drag? Question mark. Question mark. Question
0: mark. <laughs> Cam, would you consider doing drag? I've considered it. Yes. So what kind of drag? <laughs> Explain. I, ooh. Okay. Well, because I don't peg you for a queen, and I hope no, that's not insulting.
1: No, it's not. I it would. I actually. think that's that makes me feel somewhat validated as a non-binary person with a slightly masculine lean. In my personal life I actually do identify as gender queer and trans mask and um, anywho uh, but if I was gonna do drag I think I'd go full mask and do try and do drag king because actually I've been talking about this with a mutual friend of ours who is very heavily considering doing drag. I hope they do. I hope they do. They too. would be amazing. <laughs> um and so the things that I have come up with were essentially this is kind of who I've always wanted to be is like um uh, a very grungy like somewhat Adore Delano but not really like Inspired, you know, grungy like '90s boy. Yeah. And you're watching Twin Peaks right now, right? Yes. Are you familiar with the character Bobby Briggs? I think, so, yeah. The, Is he the one on the motorcycle? He's the one. No, well, <laughs> no, maybe on the motorcycle. I don't think he has a motorcycle. He's he's the guy who's quote Laura Palmer's boyfriend for shows for funsies. Oh, but he's actually the the waitresses. I don't know how. Far yeah, you yeah, are. yeah. No, yeah. no,
0: I know who you're talking um, about. So, so you want look like
1: him? Yeah. I feel like I could do the hair thing. <laughs> and uh, he's just so fucking angsty and he's got all these emotions.
0: <laughs> and um,
1: but and so, like, I was telling our friend that I would, like, you know, like, af- after thinking about it, I was like, I think I would literally just be Bobby Briggs. And
0: that's what I would call myself. Just Bobby Briggs. The end. <laughs> the end. But, well, I'd want you to do, a, like, no. a pun yeah. name. Like, something, something different. Something like
1: different. Because I'd feel too too um obligated to be true to that character and i don't want to do that
0: um do you know what your drag name would be no there was a name you put for um what is it jackbox games that i really liked it Mm. was kind of punish um uh your wall cam your wall cam oh, your wall <laughs> that's not a name though it's just... i i enjoyed it though <laughs> <laughs> i don't
1: know i'd have to i mean my my name is a gold mine for puns it's like all that ever happens and i love it and yeah i don't know so i i would do it probably just to live out my 90s boy grunge fantasy <laughs>
0: We should do it. Um, So there's this thing called, um, so Tranica Rex, who is a well-known drag queen in the Chicago scene, does, uh, I think it's Crash Landon, um, where they um, basically have drag queen kings, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, Sorry, I don't mean to say whatever, but you know. um, Everybody. Everybody. (laughs) They have people, um, it's kind of like a tiny drag race competition, Mm -hmm. like It goes for, like, two and a half weeks where they judge you and you Mm -hmm. compete. And if you win, they give you, like, a starter kit. They give you, like, makeup and wigs and things like that. Yeah. It's really cool.
1: So check that out if you're in the Chicago
0: area. And you want to start drag. Yeah. I actually know someone who um, participated in it, and Mm -hmm. I think they won. Cool. (laughs) Cool. Would you ever do it? I've always wanted to. Mm -hmm. um, But I think i have stage fright i would want to do both to be honest oh i'm selfish <laughs> <laughs> um just like my sexuality i am selfish that's what i've always been told your, your sexuality is selfishness <laughs> yeah apparently uh, apparently being bisexual means you're selfish <laughs> um it's hilarious yeah no i've been always i've I'm pretty sure other bisexual people can agree with the statement, but at least one person will be like, you are selfish. You can't make up your mind. And mm. I'm just like, fuck you. Yeah, fuck <laughs> you. Um, I would probably want to be a drag king and queen.
1: Cool. Had you ever thought of any drag names for either? Or?
0: Not really. Um, I've been playing around with ideas, but like, you know, just fantasizing in my head, like, what <laughs> would I call myself? And I, I don't know. I'd want it to be kind of a, a pun name.
1: Oh, for sure. I'm trying to think because so I think well, those are the best. You really love like squids and sea life kind of stuff, whatever, whatever. Be cephalopods, that's always your jackbox name. Um, <laughs> I'm
0: trying to think of that too. I've thought about that, but then I feel like that would make me want to keep it in theme so much oh, that yeah. I wouldn't want to break that's away my, from it. Yeah. Hmm, so yes, I would do drag, and because I can't make up my mind and I'm selfish, <clears throat> I would want to be both. Maybe you're you can play off of that and be like shell no shellfish La <laughs> I don't know um,
1: my favorite um, I think to your note like well what you said about being having stage fright the good thing about it is that like you don't necessarily have to be yourself you know it's that's actually true. all drag uh, performers are acting out a persona that's not necessarily them you can kind of break through that a little bit that which, is very true To think about it that way helps you get out of it Any other thoughts on, and literally anything that we talked about before we go into our final favorite art thing segment?
0: Um, I did want to talk about more than just RuPaul and RuPaul's Drag Race and the Boulay Brothers and Dragula. Like there are some amazing drag queens out there um, that kind of made drag what it is today, and I hope you know the youngins out there um, Mm. do some research and you know realize this you know there's Hecalina, there's um lady bunny who does make some appearance on drag race Mm -hmm. there's um i mean the bully brothers are finally getting some uh some spotlight there's jackie b there there's a lot of drag queens i'm sorry if i'm missing some um out there so do some research there's some great ones that probably won't go on drag race because it it is kind of beneath them at this point yeah um they don't want to do that kind of shit because they're very established in the yeah. community
1: that is a good point so <laughs> do some fucking research children you heard it here stephanie's do some fucking research
0: children's <laughs> corner <laughs> I just have all the corners. (laughs) (laughs) They're all mine because I'm selfish. (laughs) Um, But yes, do some research, um, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to, I think
1: it seems like we're tying our favorite art thing segment into the actual theme of the show. So this is going to be like favorite drag kings or queens or whoever
0: Mm -hmm. um do you want to go first you should go first because I feel like my list is too long
1: (laughs) (laughs) there's three that I can think of that come right to mind so I'm gonna start with Thorgy just because she's the first one that I ever really kind of felt very interested in and like um really enjoyed her style and I will say it is downer bummer I mean that she has locks on her head because white people probably shouldn't be doing that. But I do enjoy her drag. And I like... And she's so fucking weird. <laughs> like she, uh, her Instagram is really funny. She's a violinist. Like a classically trained violinist. Which is really cool. The second one is... That not in any particular order. Not in order of rank. This is just three that I like. Um, is after watching dragula i really liked Abhora. um i don't know i think her her I, I don't well her whole story over the course of that show was also very like pulled at my heartstrings a little bit oh, but <laughs> i just like wanted to hug her the whole time but um also just think she's fucking badass and enjoy her style of drag as well and then there's one that I don't know if you know about, Stephanie, because I don't actually, I've never actually seen them perform. I only know them via YouTube, but, and also by his boy name, which is Scott Hireman. And he's a, he calls himself the Lumberjack Barbie.
0: No, I don't <laughs> think I know him. He's that really one. funny.
1: He's got pink eyebrows and a long blonde wig and a big old bushy beard. And I've been following him since before he was doing drag. So I more like him just as, like, his comedic – It's his is more overlapping, I think. It's not so much his persona. I don't even know if he has a drag name or not, unless it is Lumberjack Barbie. It know. might be. Um, so – but I just think he's really funny, and you should find him on YouTube and watch some of his videos. <laughs> Those would be the three that come to mind for me.
0: Not uh, a what, what's, – what's her name? Adore? Adore, yeah.
1: I love – I like Adore a lot um i think i actually i again with the door he's somebody well danny noriega noriega i somebody had that i watched on youtube before he started doing drag and then i saw more of the door stuff and i really enjoyed it and i love a music i guess because he does it all as a door mm-hmm. so i have to admit that i used to watch lots of Chris Crocker when I was in high school and that's probably how I learned about Danny <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So. Yeah. I'm a loser. Anyway.
0: <laughs> I like a door. I like a door too.
1: <laughs> Your turn.
0: Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think I can limit it to three but I'm going to tell you the ones that like instantly pop in my head yeah. that I like. Um, I'm going to start with Vander Von Odd mm. who is the winner of season one of Dracula. Um art student Mm -hmm. so kind of the same mindset as me and cam probably Mm -hmm. um she's very like she does a lot of um i guess this could be considered performance art like all her performances like there's always some like video footage in the background that makes sense with what's going on costumes are fucking intricate like beautiful um the last performance i saw from them um She was, like, wearing ballet shoes and actually on, like, you know, her toes, like, doing ballet Mm. and, um, performing. That's fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, Jackie B first- Probably drag queen I was exposed to. Divine. Oh my god, we didn't talk right. about Divine, Divine at all. <laughs> Divine would be us? another one. Do a part two. I know. Um, <laughs> Divine would be another person. Divine and Jackie B. Like, when I was exposed to drag, those were, like, the first two drag queens I saw. I mean, Divine fucking inspired Ursula from mm-hmm. The Little Mermaid. Um, and obviously was not a lot of John Waters films. Um, My recent favorite is uh, Eva Destruction. Mm. Check her out. Amazing performer, amazing costumes, amazing makeup skills. And, you know, this is polarizing opinion. I really like Morgan McMichaels. Mm. I don't know mm. if, uh, Cam, you've seen any of her performances, but she's fucking amazing. Yeah, you had sent me some of the videos, and they are very good. I, from See, I
1: had only been exposed to her via the last All Stars um, RuPaul's season. Drag Race All <laughs> yeah. Stars three and uh, I was like, oh, I don't know. I didn't. She didn't really do anything. But she seemed like mean and catty and all that kind of stuff. But clearly, she has put the work
0: in. She like. is like disregard her um, from season two and season three of All Stars Drag Race. Just, like Grace. Any just di- <laughs> yeah, disregard her TV appearances and just watch what she does mm. on YouTube without the TV show because she's yeah. fucking amazing. One of the best drag queen performances I've ever seen. Oh, and Land and Cider. Land and Cider, as Kim points to the ciders we're drinking, (laughs) Land and Cider is uh, a favorite drag king of mine. Probably the best known drag king out there right now.
1: That's awesome. Thank you. Also, uh, we're a little late considering this will go up probably on the friday following the first but happy pride everybody yes happy happy pride Pride! enjoy it have fun be safe all the good shit
0: yeah if you're ally you know um you're in you know the lgbt whoa i'm drunk lgbtq plus um you're in their space be mindful because you know that's the upsetting thing about pride is sometimes you get people that just want to drink yeah
1: i was almost i i thought you were gonna say that you're you're part of it like you're in the lgbtq i thought you were gonna say that i was like (laughs) Stephanie, the a doesn't stand for LA. i'm just gonna put that out there is that a a a polarizing
0: opinion I hope not. I would think <laughs> being bisexual would count, but I don't know. It's a B. Yes, it's B. B. Okay, that's, that's the, the B. B. Okay, <laughs> as, as a bisexual. <laughs> Even the bisexuals forget they're in there. <laughs> well, because as a bisexual person, you're taught that you don't belong. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate. Yeah. And that's that's a thing. So, like, sometimes I'm just like, eh, 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 I don't know where I am, but I'm mm. not straight. Like, eh! I don't know what to do. Run away. Go pet a goat. Yeah, go pet <laughs> a goat. Um, but, yeah, as an ally, you know, be mindful of the space you're in. Yes. You know, this is about your friends. This is not about you. Right. Please support them. Yes, please support them. Mindfully.
1: And I think that about does it. Yeah. For this episode of Drunk Art Jacked. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much. We will see you in the next one. Before we go, we just want to say a few things and give credit to Jonathan Stutz for providing us with their amazing music throughout this podcast. Our intro slash outro music is a song called Rushing, which you can get off of their album Sins One on Bandcamp. So go to stutzmusic.bandcamp.com to download that. That's S-T-U-T-Z
0: music.bandcamp.com. Also, feel free to write to us at drunkartchatpod at gmail.com.
1: Yeah, and follow us on Twitter at drunkartchat, as well as Instagram uh, by the same
0: name. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast by following us on SoundCloud at drunkartchat. Yeah, and I'm Cameron Penemone. I'm Stephanie Ledesma. And this has been
1: Drunk Drunk Our Chat. Chat.